Good morning, my name is Axel Sotelo. I'm the Community Outreach Director here at CPC now, and um, I'm in charge of the ESL program and also soccer camp. And if you need any more information about those two uh, ministries, you can come to me after the service and we can talk about how you can serve the, uh, our community, how you can serve our neighbors. This morning, we're gonna be looking at Psalm 121. And this Psalm is one of the 15 songs of Ascent. This Psalm is the second of the 15 of this group of Psalms. A Psalm of Ascent possibly refers to pilgrims on their way to various, from various parts of Israel going up to Jerusalem which is on a mountain, ascending out of the valleys by roads and highways on their way to Jerusalem to worship at the great festival. These songs are pilgrimage songs, sung by those who are on their way to Jerusalem to worship. In a world like ours, the security of being well safe and protected from all tribulation is priceless. Truly, who or what we can trust? Where do we place our faith? These are questions that we can answer in multiple ways. All the things in this world that we think they can protect us sooner or later will fail us. This is why we need God, because he is not from this world. He's the creator of this world, and he's the ruler of this world. In Psalm 121, we are going to see who to trust without any kind of fear. The Psalms themselves point us towards God in our personal walk with our Lord, this is a well-known psalm where God's people can turn when in danger to find comfort and to find rest. This is a psalm of encouragement. This is a psalm of blessing and divine protections for God's faithful people. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Psalm 121. Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hill. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. This is the word of God. The grass wither, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. 
This morning, we are going to be studying Psalm 21 in two headings. The first one's the source of our help. The second one, God as our protector. First, we can see clearly who is the source of this help in verses 1 and 2. Let's read it again. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The psalmist is not looking to the mountains for help. He was putting his sight and focus in God. We see in verse 1 that the mountains are in sight, but there is still a long way for the pilgrim to reach them. And when does he reach them? There's still a climb to reach his final destination. Pastor James Montgomery Boyce comments saying, for a pilgrim approaching Jerusalem, the mountains around the city suggested Jerusalem itself. And Jerusalem was God's city, the place God had chosen for his early dwelling. Therefore, to look to the hills really meant looking to God as one's true help. It is interesting how in the first verse, the psalmist's concern is presented through a question. From where my help come? The psalmist perceived the dangers of the journey through the hills that he must endure. And these dangers range from road conditions also to the possibility of wild animals that can attack during the night. I'm from Acapulco, Mexico. My city is built around the Bay of Acapulco, and it's built up in the hills. And when I was a child, I used to go exploring after a rainstorm with all my friends from my neighborhood. We went out and climbed all the hills, and we always returned home with scrapes or bruises from the accidents we have because the rain running down the hills will make rocks and other debris come loose, making the roads dangerous. The roads, the sun, it's talking about, they should be rustic dirt, similar to the ones I grew up exploring in the hills of Acapulco. But the psalmist can imagine the dangers of his travels and ask himself the question, from where does my help come? And the answer is found in verse two. My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Charles Spurgeon wrote, the purposes of God, the divine attributes, the immutable promises, the covenant, order in all things ensures the providence, predestinations, and proved faithfulness of the Lord. These are the hills to which we must lift up our eyes and from our help must come. The Psalms only source of help and our only source of help comes from the Lord's brothers and sisters, the Creator who has unlimited power, 
this psalmist is telling us that his gaze did not stop when he looked toward the mountains, but he looked beyond them and he fixed his gaze on God who made the mountains. Psalms 124.8 remind us, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The psalmist is trusting the Lord as the creator, knowing that he created everything, even the hills through which he must walk. He rested in the assurance that whatever the Lord created, he could control. We believe and trust in this truth, and we need to make them our own. Helps comes from the Lord, the Creator. Friends, what is the source of your security? Does it come from economic stability? Does it come from self-confidence or what you can do? From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, that can give you that security except God. You creator who knew you even before you were born. As we read in Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Which brings us to our second heading, God our protector. Read with me verses 3 and 4 again. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Before, behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Let's make sure to notice the change in the personal pronouns in verses 1 and 2, which use I and my. And then in verses 3 and 8, use you and your. This might signal a dialogue between several people or could indicate an internal dialogue that only involves the psalmist. There is not a clear indication in the psalm who the speakers are. But the most important aspect of this psalm is the clarity of the answer to the questions from verse 1. The verb move in verse 3 comes from the Hebrew word mot. And in Hebrew, this word means totter, shake, or sleep. It can refer to a foot sleeping. It could be translated as he will not allow your foot to sleep. The journey of the psalmist is dangerous. One sleep could be fatal. But the Lord will not let that happen. This is not a promise that we'll, we'll never sin or that our faith will never fail. The promise here is that he will not sleep, that we will not sleep away from the Lord. Arcis Prols says about this passage that it's a particularly apt image of God's careful protection. Israel is notorious for its rocky and slippery terrain. 
Just as the psalmist trusted God to help him make his way safely to his destination, so we must trust God to help us when we find ourselves on a slippery slope that he will keep us safe and would not allow us to lose our footing. The Lord's protection requires that God always be attentive. So in this psalm, we see a parallel statement that God will neither slumber nor sleep. The psalmist knew that along the way, they had to stop to rest during the night. And they knew that God did not slumber nor sleep. And with that security in mind, they could sleep because the Lord was their keeper. The word keep or protect is used six times in these eight verses. And we clearly see that this is the focus of the passage. In fact, the sub subject of the bird, the person doing the keeping and protecting, is your protector, is your keeper, as is rendered in our Bibles. This phrase to watch over or protect implies more than simply watching. It means protecting. It means guiding. It means a blessing. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And as just as he cares personally for you and me, he cares for all his beloved people and all that put their trust in him. In his confrontation with the prophet of Baal on Mount Carmel, Elijah mocked with the, uh, at the idolatrous prophets when Baal did not respond to their requests, saying, probably Baal perhaps is meditating, or he has some kind of job, or oh, probably, wait, wait, probably he's on his way. Maybe he's asleep. You have to wake him up. But in contrast to the description of Baal, an idol, a false god, we have a great consolation of knowing that, behold, the one who keeps Israel will not slumber or sleep. He is the true God, maker of heaven and earth. This promise was especially significant for pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem. They daily march, and the night camp will be placed in the care of the Lord, who will entirely hold up their feet on the road and then watch their rest without sleeping or without getting tired. Friends, with these beautiful promises, we can rest. Even in these moments when we feel that everything is out of control, in the moment when it seems that everything is going wrong, that we cannot see the way out of problems, in these moments, remember that the Lord will not let your foot move 
we have a God who is in the look, lookout for his children at all the times, no matter the time of the day. He's never too busy for his children. And then, in verses 3 or 4, we see the assured of the Lord's vigilance. Then, in verses 5 and 6, we are assured of God's care in our life. Let's read again verses 5 and 6. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not extract you by day, nor the moon by night. The high temperatures during the day in Israel could affect a traveler, such as the pilgrim on the way to one of the big festivals in Jerusalem. But God promised to take care of the travelers despite these dangers. The moon is a blessing, providing light to travelers to find their way. But some people back then thought that the moon had a potential to cause some mental illness and believe that led to a, our word lunatic from the Latin word luna, which means moon. This verse appears to promise protection from a moonstruck lunacy. And so the psalmist is saying that the Lord protects us from all dangers during the day and during the night. Psalm 91 once says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Shade can both cool you down and protect you from the scorching heat of the sun. And so the Lord's shadow protects his people during the day. Psalms 44, 8 says, in peace, I will both lay down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. God keep us safe during the night, despite all the dangers present in the darkness. And by mentioning both day and night, the psalmist is telling us that God protects and cares for us all the time. Even more than that, God's presence is personal, close, and caring. The Lord is by your side all the time. What the psalmist really means is that nothing, nothing, day or night, can harm us if God is on guard. God is our cover against all calamities. He's our shadow against all the visible dangers of the day. And it, it's also our protection against the hidden dangers of the night. Brothers and sisters, God is the creator of the sun and the moon. Charles Spurgeon wrote, None but the Lord could shelter us from these tremendous forces. These two great lights rule the day and the night. And under the lordship of both, we shall labor our rest in equal safety. These two forces are subject to their creator. And we must trust and believe that at any time of the day, God is under control. 
even when circumstances seem to be out of control, they are not. They are still under God's sovereignty. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 5 to 7, that your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplications, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. And what does he do for us in these worrisome times? The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. We are assured that neither distance intense, exhausting heat of the day, nor the danger of the night can harm us. Allen Rose writes, God will protect the faithful from any harm that it strikes in the daytime or the nighttime. These two will comfort the pilgrims since the journey to the holy city often means traveling for a day or two. And this should be our comfort every day of our lives. The psalm teaches us to find comfort in the Lord when difficulties and dangers are greatest. It is God in his infinite wisdoms that work all things out for the good of those who are under his protection. Then we have come to the last two verses which say, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. These final two verses offer a summary of the promises that we have seen so far. That the Lord will keep us from all evil that the Lord will watch over our lives, that the Lord will keep our comings and goings, and that the Lord will do all this both now and forever. Verse 7 says, He will keep your life. The word life in Hebrew also means soul. My wife's favorite hymn says, Wherever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Friends, the problems that we face every day and every night of our lives could easily tear our faith apart if God does not prevent this from happening. And what use will life be to you if you gain the whole world, but lost your own soul. This is why Jude writes in Jude 1.24, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, 
to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all the time, now and forever. Amen. Pastor James Montgomery Boyce wrote about this saying, when Psalm 121 says, my help comes from the Lord, it is acknowledging that we are going to need help on our journey. When it speaks of the Lord watching over us day and night, it implies that we need watching. Similarly, when Jude writes that God is able to keep us from failing, He's admitting that there is much that will cause us to fall, and even that we sometimes do fall, but God can and does bring us through his glorious presence in heaven in spite of it. When you look at your situation and see what is happening around you, it might seem that the problems are too big. And you might wonder if there's really any safety in this world. This psalm is telling us that we can find security in our God, that he's bigger than all the problems and dangers that you might be facing. There is nothing and no one more powerful than God. This is why you can put all you trust in him, knowing that he can protect you and keep you safe. Verse 8, it's a guarantee, it's a promise of protection from the Lord. The Lord will keep you going out, you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. We see the psalmist using two merisms or two contrasting parts of the whole to refer to the whole. The first one, the Lord will keep you going out and you're coming in. And these two parts together refer to the activities of our daily lives. The second one, from this time forth and forevermore, which the Psalms uses to say that the Lord will guard you from that moment until he's finally home in the presence of God. The psalmist uses these two phrases to illustrate God's protection for the totality of the life. There is not a single moment in which God will not keep us under the shelter of his wings. And so we can rest in his promise. Just as David wrote in Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You wrote and your staff, they come for me. What a beautiful promise. It doesn't matter what is happening in your life. God promises to be with his chosen ones. It's true. Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is one of the greatest consolations we can have as believers. We have the security, we have the confidence that the Lord is always acting as the guardian of his children. No matter how big the problem is in front of you or how big appears, you have no reason to fear because God's promises are true. The Lord will keep you going out 
and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. God is present. He never sleeps. God is always vigilant and does not get tired like you and I. He will never fail. If the Old Testament believers could hold on to these promises and make them theirs, how much more should we hold to these promises? We who trust in Jesus Christ who was born, who live a perfect life, who die for our sins in that cross, who rose again from the dead, and now he's seated at the right hand of God the Father interceding for us. If you have given your life to Jesus and you are his child, you don't need to be afraid. In him, you have security. God never changes, and he will never abandon you, even in the most difficult situations of life. This doesn't mean that you will not suffer, but even in the midst of everything you face, Jesus will guard your soul. God is and always will always be your refuge and your security. But if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, his word tells us in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and eat with him and he with me. If you would like to know more about Jesus, please find me after the service or talk to the elders. They're going to be at the end of the service standing here at the front. Friends, Paul reminds us in Romans 8, 38 and 39, for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor heights nor depths nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is where our security lays. Where do we look for help? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. This is a message that we need every day of our lives. Thank you for reminding us that our help only comes from you because you, Lord, are the creator of the universe. There is nothing outside your control. Everything is under your domain and command. Thank you because we can trust that you will not let our feet sleep since you are a God who does not sleep and always is caring for his children. Thank you for these beautiful promises, and we ask you to help us live it every day of our lives. Amen.